The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street champ, Street champ. Touchdown! Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! For the first time in 2023, it is a victory Monday on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company with the most undeniable, unbelievable show of all three phases complimentary football from the Dallas Cowboys in a 40 to nothing beat down of the New York Giants on Sunday night football welcome into talking Cowboys everybody alongside Nick Harris Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans Nick you were there it was rainy it was sloppy not from the Dallas Cowboys side of things they took care of business and they laid down the hammer against the New York Giants uh, yeah it started early and often it was the uh, Giants driving down the field on their first offensive possession and uh, stalling out uh, d- deep in Cowboys territory and uh, the blocked field goal by Wanye Thomas returned by Noah Igbenogany a newest Cowboy he was probably one of the last guys on the roster Wanye Thomas as well so uh, don't tell me that cut day doesn't matter anymore I don't care mm. about that stuff anymore uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, really excited to see that happen right out of the gate. And then the tone was set from there, and it, it never really got relinquished. <laughs> Nick thinks he's slick. Yeah? You see what he did? Look, at, look at his right sleeve there, Kyle. What's the, what's the right sleeve? Show, show Kyle your right sleeve. The Jerry Jones Classic presented by Whataburger? Hmm. That's, that was a high school football game. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Is, there, <laughs> is there something? Hmm. There's a Whataburger on there. There's a Whataburger. And on this show... Forty burger. What, what oh. do we got? What was it? A forty burger. Say that one more Say time. Say with your chest. A big four zero cuarenta burger. Let's go, <laughs> baby. Let's go. They go put me on somos. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> Amber. Exactly. Uh, yeah, forty burger and a shutout. I mean, yeah. the the biggest point differential on the road in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. They had not had a game where they beat somebody that bad on the road, and. I think it's more impressive when you talk about, well, a number of things. The fact that it was a divisional game. The fact that it was a road game. The fact that it was a a game against the playoff team and a team that got a playoff win a year ago. Primetime. Primetime game. First week of the season. I mean, this is the first look of the 2023 Cowboys. 40 points scored and zero points allowed are what we have to look at at this team. It's not always going to be like that. It will never always be like that, but enjoy it while you've got it. I mean, because that's what you have, at least in week one here in 23. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like what these guys did, man. Defensively, these guys were dominant, and we we know that this is a defensive team. There's, there's no question about it. We've been talking about it ever since training camp, ever since we were down there in the nice 70-degree weather in Oxnard, California. These guys are completely dominant on defense, and you know this is the one team that you can't get behind on. If you get behind on the Dallas Cowboys and you have to abandon your ability to run the ball because of the time of possession aspect and just the time of the game clock, then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you have to throw the ball. And if you have to throw the ball against this defense, good luck. It just is what it is. I mean, kudos to this front office for continuing to secure the guys that you need to secure. 
acquiring the guys that you need to acquire to make it even more difficult for teams to be effective on offense. Um, it was a little scary in that first on that first drive. You know, but sometimes luck goes your way, and then once luck goes your way, then it's just a doggone snowball. You just got to keep rolling it. Man, very, very seldomly do I ever call a game super early. Like, very seldomly do I look up like, oh, this is cooked. Mm -hmm. But eight minutes left in the second quarter yesterday, it was 23 nothing. The offense had finally gone down and, and finished inside the red zone. And I, I looked to Patrick Nosey Walker. I was like, look, w between the rain and them have to, having to throw the ball the rest of the way to climb back into this, uh, they're not coming back from yeah. this. Like, this is this is cooked. And that it, was, sure, it sure was. <laughs> that was later called. I think me and Kyle, yeah. we called that in like the middle of the first. We're yeah. like, yeah, it's done. <laughs> with, it, with the way that this team is constructed with the defense and how nasty they are, and then, like you said, if, if teams are forced to throw the football – that's that's a problem. I mean, because you saw early New York ran the ball effectively, yes, especially well. on the opening drive. Ten plays, they go down. They're threatening to get into the end zone. And on third down and short, Dallas did a nice job of forcing third down and short. And then a bad snap from John Michael Schmitz, mishandled by Daniel Jones, has to fall on top of it. And that leads to the blocked field goal. So they ran the ball effectively at times, but then they had to abandon the run. You had to abandon what they do best. And that's what good teams do is they take away what, you, what do you do best. And it was kind of inadvertent. It's not like they just absolutely stuffed Saquon Barkley in the, the beginning of this football game, but they did make it to the point where they couldn't go back to Saquon Barkley. They couldn't run the ball effectively. And then all of a sudden, Daniel Jones is running for his life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> running for his life. I almost put the, the, there's the meme, of course, with Johnny Depp running on the beach and he's getting chased by all the other the the zombie pirates or whatever they were behind him that was daniel jones running for michael parsons dorance armstrong anybody that really had a white jersey on yesterday yeah absolutely and and poor evan neal uh at right tackle for the giants he just had he had a rough night um whether it was demarcus lawrence Osa so even lining up on him at times michael parsons like it, it was just tough you know uh Y'all remember when y'all were a kid and y'all got in trouble and then the next day y'all woke up and it kind of like took you a second to realize it's like, oh, wait, I'm in trouble. Dang. Mm. And that just like feeling just kind of like set in amongst like your whole body. That has to be Evan Neal today. It Ooh. has to be. Like it was it was a horrible performance from Evan Neal. I feel bad for the guy, honestly. But um, you have to give credits to, to this Cowboys pass rush. They were on it from the very get-go last night. Uh, seven sacks, all of them coming from the defensive line, if you want to count Micah in that equation. Um, but, uh, man, absolutely all-around performance from top to bottom. Well, call me a Marion because I have an ice box where my heart used to be. I do not oh, feel ooh, bad bars. for these cats at all. They, if, if you don't want to get beat up, then stop somebody from beating you up. The facts, pure and simple. This, I love watching it. I love watching these guys have fun. You, we talked about we talk about chemistry and culture a ton. Um, chemistry can't be faked. It can't be fabricated. It can't just be created uh, on the day of. This is something these guys love each other. They love each other. This is literally, literally a brotherhood. When adversity strikes, these guys come together. When they're having fun, they all want each other to eat. This is not a selfish team at all. This is a very selfless team in all three aspects of the game. And that is something that you that you yearn for as a coach. You yearn for as a owner in, in GM. You want your guys to love and be passionate about playing football. And every single person that touched that field last night was having fun and supporting each other, and they wanted to celebrate with each other. That's that's what's exciting because you look across the board and and you look at some of the highlights and some of the film even. There's there's guys that are upset 
at whenever it is 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter because they didn't get a sack or they they they, they didn't beat their guy to the to the man and I'm not saying they were pounding no, yeah, no, it's just for like sure. a, oh man I, yeah. I wish I was the first yeah, one Yeah D-Law I saw D-Law a couple D-Law times like yeah. go man like all right my guy got the sack but shoot that should have been mine <laughs> you know like it's it's that competition element and honestly that's a, that's a credit to the coaching staff Absolutely. that's a credit to Mike McCarthy it's a credit to what they've built I mean the roster is talented but you got to find a way to put the roster together in a good environment in a, a, a building environment and that's apparently what's a what's across the way can i give a shout out i know we're not that part of the i have others because there's a, a thousand people that can get a dog on mm, stickers yeah but yeah. shout out to trayvon diggs yeah big shout out to trayvon diggs most of the time trayvon Diggs gets a lot of attention for pbus for his ability to have ints mm-hmm. you know his ability to play sticky defense but this man heard the noise he heard the noise. He heard us. He heard everybody else out there talking about his his lack of willingness to be physical We've in the running game. We've talked about it extensively. Yeah. He heard the noise. And I'm sure it wasn't just coming from outside because you don't always listen to the outside noise. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it came from the coaches. We need you to have more of a force in the running game. We need you to have more of a presence in terms of your physical aspect, in terms of being physical in the game, hitting. Two force fumbles. He wasn't the benefactor of those other people were the benefactor of those. The whole entire defense was. That was a very selfless play. Deron Bland has a pick six. Because Absolutely, of he has a pick six because of it, right? But the fact that he was willing to throw himself in there, I loved it because that is a sign that this team just got that much stronger because of his willingness, not because of his ability, because of his willingness. And look what he was able to do for his defense. He didn't get any picks. He probably I don't even know if he got any MPBUs yesterday, but he did get two forced fumbles. He wasn't tested much. Yeah. At all, uh, that that um, that that first really big pass breakup that forced the pick six on Saquon. Oh, he was yeah. on one of the more physical guys in the league, even, and he laid the wood on him. Yeah. Like, that was that was a hit. Uh, you could hear just kind of like the ooh around the crowd before Durant picked it, it up out, out of thin air. So, man, yeah, yeah, I had to give him credit for that physicality because uh, it seemed like whenever we were coming out of that playoff loss last year, it was like. Well, why can't he be more physical with guys like George Kittle? Why, or even in the run game, we've talked about it all year last year. But even in the receiving game, with guys like Kittle and man, he he made up for both of those things on laying the wood on uh, Barkley in a receiving uh, situation. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore probably paying a, a little bit of a, at least a role in that mm-hmm. because you you think about what they brought Stephon Gilmore in to do. He did that last night. He had an interception. He had three pass defend, or passes defended. So he was there. He was active. He was there physically. But it's also the leadership and what he can bring to a guy like Trayvon Diggs showing, hey, there is another level. There is another way to get to where you want to be as one of the all-time great corners in the NFL. Diggs has had a phenomenal first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. He can still take that next step, and Gilmore is going to help him get in that, that conversation. I, I, like you said, I think a lot of those conversations, sure, they happened outside the building about Trayvon not being physical. I guarantee that was a conversation Absolutely. between Stephon Gilmore, Al Harris, and that entire coaching staff to Trayvon Diggs saying, we need you to step up. And he did so on not one, but two, and maybe even three multiple. I got to really chart them whenever you go back. But he had three combined tackles. He had one PBU, forced fumble, and then basically caused the interception in the pick six for Deron Bland. Now, Speaking on the defense a little bit more, because they were the ones that really set the tone yesterday. How about this stat? The Cowboys generated pressure on 23 of 37 dropbacks yesterday. (laughs) Daniel Jones dropped back 37 times, and he was pressured on 23. He was sacked on seven, by the way. The fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL in a game 
since 2019. So the last five seasons, that was the fourth highest pressure rate. Dallas had eight defenders, eight generate multiple pressures, including four that had at least at least five pressures. And that's Micah Parsons, Dante Fowler, Osei Digizua, Dorrance Armstrong, and Demarcus Lawrence. How about that? I I would I said it on the post game show yesterday. Like I had a visual in my head of Talladega Knights and Will Ferrell when he just took off running. <laughs> Don't let the invisible fire burn my friend. <laughs> just running around in circles. That's what I that's what I imagined Daniel Jones doing yesterday. It just sucked for him. It sucked yeah. for him, but it was, it was obviously gratifying for somebody who supports the Cowboys. When you execute in all three phases of the game. This is what you put yourself in position to do. The defense went out there. They were struggling on that first drive, okay? but they held down to a third down. And on a third down, stuff happens. Stuff happens, right? One mistake puts them in a situation where they have to force a field goal. And now what? Wanye, okay? The man who's like, hey, I'm going to find my way to make plays on this team. Okay, I know there's a three-headed monster at safety. I had one opportunity because Donald wasn't playing. I'm going to get in here and make some plays. That's what he did, yeah. right? Went out there and made a play. Now the ties are turned. Now the offense could go out there and run Mike McCarthy offense, play keep away. And what does that allow you to do? Defensively, your dogs can go eat, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle just talked about the stat line for all these guys on defense. Everybody wanted a part of the party. Everybody on that defense wanted some of the party. D-Law being frustrated because he wasn't getting the sack, but a couple of his boys did, right? It seemingly was a competition. Who can get the most sacks tonight? Who can get the most yeah. sex? We talked about it in the pregame show, Kyle. It doesn't matter what the stat line is for Micah Parsons. It doesn't matter because of what he demands. And if he doesn't demand that, if you don't respect that, he's going to make you pay and he will show up in the stat line. Mm-hmm. But when you go ahead and you go ahead and alter your offense to ensure that he doesn't kill you, everybody else will because everybody else is fully capable of making plays as well. And that is a that's shout out to the front office, shout out to DQ, shout out to everyone, all the other coaches on the defensive staff. These guys can make plays and they are putting them in position to win their one-on-one matchups. Yeah, and I have to give some added extra flowers to Wanye Thomas. Not only to take the uh take the field goal block out of the equation. He was coming up and filling the run uh, on first and second down. Uh, he made a huge pass breakup that forced a punt uh, early in the game. He was he set the tone. Yeah, absolutely. Completely off off the rip. He set the tone with he his filled the void. Plays. He filled the void he really that Dono did. left. Yeah, yeah. and, and yes. he didn't get many snaps, but I, I think probably of his eleven snaps that he played, he was making a play on at least seven Correct. of them. So that's a pretty good hit rate. Well, and I think we've been very high as yes. a show on on Wanye Thomas sure. from the jump at training camp. I mean, he's shown out. He was there at practice but at some point along the way if I would have asked the question of who is the number one guy to fill Donovan Wilson's role as the enforcer on this defense I don't think any of us would have said Wanye Thomas it it would have been uh, J. Ron Curse it would have been a Malik Hooker it would have been guys like that coming down maybe even Marquise Bell at times but Wanye was the enforcer early and he wasn't all four quarters, nor did he really need to be in all four quarters. But right there at the jump, he had the pass defense. He had two combined tackles. One of them was a solo. I, I think Wanye brought what Dallas needed. Because you don't always need the superstars making the plays. You had that early with Micah and Trayvon and CeeDee Lamb from 49 yards. Had had all made a play in that first half. But then it was what the the reserves and, and the, the rotational guys came in and did. Like Bell, who played really well yes, down the stretch. Physical. Uh, Wanye Thomas, who played very well. Damone Clark, who I, I would classify as a starter, but he's not a superstar yet. He played well, too. I think there's ways that you can make this team even better than what we saw last night, which is crazy to talk about. And it's it starts with those guys like Wanye and Bell and some of the guys that are going to rotate through. Because, Isaiah, and you can speak to this because you've won a Super Bowl rank, but... Great teams are made up of a mixture of superstars 
and guys that come in and know their role. And the Cowboys seemingly had that in week one. Absolutely. These guys, it's called, what's it called? It's DYJ. Just do your job. Mm -hmm. It's just simply just do your job. And you have a role to fulfill. Wanye, going back to Wanye, he has been that. He has been consistently that guy throughout all of training camp. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if he's working with the threes, the twos, or the ones. It doesn't matter where he was at. Right, when you put him in the game in a preseason game, what do you do? Pick off Trevor Lawrence. Give me Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> first play of the game. Give me that. You know what I'm saying? Like Chris Brown. Like he just just takes the ball away, and he he's a high energy guy. Yeah. He fits. He is a DQ guy, right? And you think about it, like, man, how the heck is he going to fit in? These they already have three solid safeties. All right, I'll do it on special teams, coach. Whatever you need me to do, I'm there. Yeah. Right? He's that type of guy. He's impactful. And you you fill in the, the the gaps with the rest of the dudes. I mean, Marquise Bell steps up. All right, here we go. You guys don't have a linebacker? Cool. I'll roll down there in the box. Not a problem. I'll throw my head in there. I'll make things hard for Saquon and the rest of the crew. This is this is a heck of a unit. I, I love seeing these guys. Like I mentioned earlier, fly around and have fun together. If you have if, if you haven't had a chance to go back and watch the game, just watch how these guys are in terms of celebrating each other. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a very undervalued aspect of the game. You can watch other teams. Somebody makes a play. Everybody just kind of walks back to the huddle or walks back to the line of scrimmage. This team, they're celebrating. They're celebrating each other. What did you think just being there in the building, Nick, and and kind of seeing the way that this game unfolded in the first half and then the dominance continuing into the second half? I mean, what was the feel around the stadium, and how did things shift from – electric at the beginning i mean the national anthem was phenomenal of course with september 11th weekend coming around they put on a massive show there and it was really really great but then you had the the fans both sides cowboys and giants fans very much so in it what did it feel like right about halftime well i will say the energy pregame was the the biggest it it was the entire night for sure but right around halftime yeah it was uh it was kind of dead in there uh, other than cowboy fans i think the loudest cheer that we got during the game was when coco golf came out and they celebrated her u.s open women's Mm -hmm. title uh but it, it was probably i think it was probably like three minutes left in the third i looked up looked around and a lot of seats were empty and and most of the cowboys fans that kind of started filling into the lower bowl and let's go cowboys chance were breaking out oh, yeah and it you was, could hear it it turned into a home game it was about three <laughs> minutes left deuce calls yeah i did i did whenever <laughs> he, he would walk on the field he's deuce so uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, it was great to see the road the road the road crowds always show up especially in new york so uh, it was really good to see that but yeah it taking that crowd out of the game as early as they did that was huge Man, and there were so many big plays early. It's kind of hard to put really a finger on just one of them. But when we come back on the other side of the break, I want to ask, which play was the game changer? Was it the field goal block or was it one of the other big-time plays at the beginning? Which one set the tone? And I might do it for all three phases. We might do an offensive play, a defensive play, and a special teams play. And then I also want to rank this win among some of the other great wins in Dallas Cowboys history. We've got some historical side to this that we we have to hit after the Cowboys take down the Giants 40 to nothing. Mm. Zero. Mm. Isaiah Stanback. That's what the Cowboys led up yesterday. Blink man. Blinked. Shut out. And that was it against the Giants. We'll talk about that more when we come back on Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a soldier to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back on Talking Cowboys. You're on this Victory Monday presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get into the second segment, Of course, we are sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. That's a company that prides itself on serving veterans, serving those who serve. And uh, with with all of that being said, of course, today, September 11th, a morning that we will never, ever forget. And I mean, it's crazy how long it's been since 2001 and the the Twin Towers in, in New York. And the attack on the Twin Towers, I mean, ultimately one of the, the darkest days in U.S. history. And we want to remember those uh, and honor those that, that were there that day and didn't get a chance to leave work as they normally would do uh, on any given day. But wanted to at least put, pass that along before we got into it. And, and of course, we're with the, the New York community in that regard as well. Uh, following the, the game and the ceremony before game or pregame in that one was always fun to, to watch. But let's get back into football. And whenever we're talking about this game, you're talking about one of the most complete three phases games that you've seen the Dallas Cowboys play. I don't care if it was a season opener or if it was at any point in a regular season. They played and converted in all three phases. Nick, what was the number one play on offense? Because the Cowboys offense didn't have to do a whole lot. Dak Prescott and his stat line was 13 of 24 for 143 yards. He did not have a touchdown and he did not have an interception, took care of the ball, but what was the top play on offense? Um, I, I would have to say 
being able to build confidence with this new system uh, is always so critical. So I would have to point to the very first big play that they had, and it was the third down where they were able to find CeeDee Lamb for 49 yards. Um, you know, they were the Giants were lined up with like a single a single high safety look, and almost everybody else was right up on the line of scrimmage. And they had three wide, I believe. Ferguson was on the line, and I believe Pollard was in the backfield. And Lamb just got loose, and he was wide open. It was it was a it was a perfect call uh, against a perfect coverage, and he just broke loose for nearly 50 yards. And I, I I think that even though they didn't finish on that drive, and they didn't finish on a couple of drives last night that I would have liked to have seen them finish on, um, just being able to stack that confidence was so huge I, I believe for this offense and you, you can see how that kind of left over some remnants for the rest of the night whether it be in the running game with Tony Pollard or Cavante Turpin uh, I, the touches Cavante Turpin got last night that's a whole other conversation yeah. but um, it, I think it just stacked confidence for a lot of guys in that area especially to be able to battle the elements you know towards in the second half whenever they were trying to you know come out of the half and still reestablish that dominance uh, that was that was the pointing mark for me I honestly can't think of one aside from that that was really standing out for me offensively i think that they were just trying to execute too many drops too many drops there were a lot of drops um and just for a tip out there for all the youngsters that are coming up in the in the football realm those little sticky gloves okay i don't care what brand you have look at me look at you once you get from the the sporting goods yeah the sporting goods are those cutters sticky gloves okay i don't care what brand they are if it's raining and you have on sticky gloves it gets slippery Okay, it's like it's like walking on ice with some tennis shoes. Okay, some slip and slides. It's not gonna work. Mm. You put the leather gloves on. If you know the rain is coming, you put leather gloves on. I learned this from To, and I thought he was crazy, but leather when it, when it rains, it absorbs the water, and then they'll, the leather gloves get sticky. So sticky gloves get slippery, and and slippery gloves, leather gloves get sticky when it rains. So that's your tip for the day, and that's what uh, hopefully Ferguson and the rest of the crew will. We'll adopt that. But do the leather go- gloves look as cool? I don't give a dog on about Do they the look as cool? I mean, does I was it never have a, the same level I was of never swag? A, I was never a swag guy, Kyle. <laughs> That's such a yeah. lie. I promise you I wasn't. No, you had swag. No, Stop I, it. I was playing with T.O. I don't know swag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think just being around T.O. probably gave you a little bit of swag. Uh, I think the, demi- the defining play for me for the offense was it was mostly the way that they handled their goal line. Uh, possibilities they they trotted out Deuce Vaughn for a goal line touch at one point yeah. New York called a timeout and they said ah, we'll throw Tony Pollard back out there uh, and, and the way that they're pulling some of these guards and pulling some of these offensive linemen Zach Martin laid down a nice block for Tony Pollard he was able to walk in on the outside of him and all you got from Zach Martin was just a nice solid fist, fist pump, pump. that yeah. was about it and that's that's kind of what it is that's what this offense is they're going to methodically move down the field they're going to move the chains when they need to and they're going to establish the run and they're going to do that with both Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, and then hopefully at some point Deuce Vaughn, who, who got some touches at the end of the game, but by that point it was it was already out of reach. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from the offense, but again, they didn't have to do much. They yeah. really didn't, and there were probably five or six drops. I think if there was one knock against the offense, yep. it was the fact that there were some drops there. And Dak Prescott's stat line would have looked much better as a 18 for 24 instead of 13 for 24 if you just have five catches in there as well and it wasn't like it was bad balls from Dak Prescott it was put on the money they were good throws and and just dropped by his receivers now defensively what was the defining play in this win I'll start with you Isaiah on that one what was the one play that stuck out to you defensively and how the Cowboys were able to set the tone field goal block that's special teams 
Special teams defense. Be I'm going to go to special teams. <laughs> you right. out of anybody, I think, would anticipate special teams being its own category. I didn't know. I didn't know if you're going that way. I, I didn't know if you're doing fantasy. You know. Um, well, let's go right. special teams. Since you want to talk field goal block, right. we'll start with special field goal teams. Block. Field goal block. That that was the, the game changer. Yeah. From that point forward, I mean, you score off of that. You know. I mean, I mean, I mean, you pretty much you go down there, you take care of business. So I mean, these guys, that was huge. That was huge. That that put the Giants on their heels. Yeah. And you can't play the Dallas Cowboys on your heels. So that gave them an opportunity to get to what they would like to do best. That was it. Yeah, I'll take the defensive play. Um, even after they were already up 13 to nothing, after the Duran pick six, it, it wasn't over by any means. You were midway through the first quarter, and um, you know you had already had one drive where you were able to establish the running game and get driving down the field. But I think that Micah Parsons sack on third down really just sucked the life out of them at that point mm-hmm. because then they gave it right back to Dallas. Dallas went down and uh, got a Brandon Aubrey field goal, and then you know it was just kind of rattling in after that. But I think that Micah Parsons sack on third down deep in their own territory, that's what kind of set it off for me at least. Yeah, it was funny. Yesterday we were doing the, the post-game show. We were getting ready for Cowboys game night with, with Nate, and uh, we were going through the highlights and, and the, the highlight stack that Kevin Timmons does a phenomenal job with here. Uh, and they left out that Michael Parsons play, and I had it in my, my rundown. I had it as I, as I was charting the plays going through the game. I was like, we've got to hit this Micah Parsons sack yeah. because I, I thought the same thing. As – it wasn't as flashy as the pick six. It wasn't as flashy as the, the forced fumble late in the game. It wasn't even as flashy as maybe some of the other sacks around. It was just Micah Parsons' pure speed get to the quarterback yeah. in a third-down scenario, and then it led to a field goal. Next pass attempt was the, the interception, and it was mm-hmm. big time. So I think there's it was, it was interesting to see Micah – leading the team early and then just everybody else getting to go and and that's what you want I mean like you said earlier Micah set the tone with the big sack he was the first one to get a sack and then Osa gets two and then Chauncey Golston got some late in the game Demarcus Lawrence got one it was the fact that he kind of opened the floodgates and then kept rolling I thought that that play was crucial and we ended up putting it in the in the highlight pack it got in there it's like it's like the SWAT team you got to do it at the front door with the battle ram (laughs) <laughs> and then once, once that dude gets that thing open, everybody's like, go, 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 go. That's what Michael yeah. was. He was the first man to knock the door open. Once he busted the door open, everybody else came in everybody's there in free flow. In That's it. We're in there. Yeah. Clear the room. Ain't that right, Beamer? Ain't that how you're doing the COD? <laughs> the good Call of Duty. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Ding! Beamer doing a great job, as always. All right. Uh, where does this win rank? If we were to take this win and place it in 2022. All 17 games. Cowboys won 12 games in 2022, reminder, and 2021 for that matter. How dominant was this compared to some of those wins last year? It gave me Minnesota vibes, for sure. I think that's probably the best way you could compare it. I don't know as far as ranking, but it's in that tier, and I think they're in a tier of their own at that point. Um, Just domination from start to finish. I I, I liked what the offense did a little bit more in that Minnesota game, obviously. Uh, The defense and special teams got more points this time around. Um, But as far as, you know, getting to the quarterback, um, being able to get Tony Pollard involved, uh, shoot, you name it. <laughs> it. It was all of it was there. And, and New York's a good team. Like, don't let yeah. that be lost in this entire you know situation. I, I kind of seen some some stuff on Twitter this morning about like, dang, the Giants might not be as good as you know everybody thinks. And sure, that might be true. But that's a team that won a playoff game last year and reloaded. And they brought some they brought some guys in that I think will be really good as well. So their secondary is young. That's going to take a that's going to mm-hmm. take a, a, a moment to get used to for them. But that's still a good team that they went out there and drubbed last night. 
What do you think? Do you think the Giants are maybe a little overrated based off of the offseason hype that the, that surrounded that team, or did Dallas just execute? I think Dallas just executed. Like I said, anytime you can get a team out of their game plan, you have a pretty solid chance of winning as long as you have the dogs that go out there and continue to make it uncomfortable for them. And that's what Dallas did. Like I said, my – my antennas were up because you know what everybody's game plan is against Dallas' defense. It's to run the ball on the interior defensive line. Yeah. And that has not been shored up yet. Nothing about last night like cured my bubble guts in regards to our defensive line being secure on the interior portion of it. Okay, uh, Big Jonathan Hankins is Hankins, but he needs he needs another comrade in there that's a, that's a, that's a run stopper. And Mozzie's not ready yet, I don't think. He, he got a couple reps yesterday. I think he threw somebody at the club one time I saw. Yeah. But – other than that, you know, that is going to be where teams attack. You know, obviously we'll get into the Jets week in, in a couple of days, but they got to sure that up, right? But as long as you can get teams out of that, psh, good luck. Yeah. The uh, the 575 said it was a 40-burger with a side of humble pie. So mm. it was 40 burgers from the offense and then humble pie given to them from, uh, from a defensive perspective. We had some text from the – Nine seven two and the seven one seven. They both said they didn't feel like the tight ends and Dak were on the same page, and that's something that needs to see an uptick. A lot of those drops were Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot had one in the end zone off of a nice throw. Great ball. Uh, it was a, a phenomenal throw from from Dak that was dropped. So I think that's one thing. But I want to hit on what somebody from the three one seven said. How about the offensive line? Chuma Adoga hasn't been mentioned much. I think he needs to be mentioned because without Tyler Smith in the fold, Chuma Adoga comes in, and I thought he did a really nice job up front. Yeah, that's that's funny because I was just telling Kyle in the break, I was like, I want to talk about Chuma Adoga yeah. before we get out of here. He was awesome. Compared to, you know, I guess the expectations going in, um, he he lived up to those um, and exceeded that in my opinion. You know, I, Dak Prescott did get hit a little too much for my likening last night. I think officially he only had two or three quarterback hits, but – um, he was hitting the turf a lot more than that, but I don't think that was credited to Edoga by any means. Um, you know, he was he was doing really well against some really stiff competition in, in the interior, and um, you know, don't let it get lost. He he did have a couple of plays where he got beat a little bit, and um, you know, Dak probably had to get a ball out quicker than he wanted to, or you know, it was a stuff in the running game. The running game was kind of up and down at times, and I think you know that defensive line was as a result. But if I had to pick the biggest. If I had to rank the offensive lineman last night, he was not fifth. And yeah. that's a victory. That's a victory in and of itself. Who was fifth? I would have to say Tyler Biotish. <laughs> really? Yeah, for sure. I, Dexter Lawrence had gotten him a few times. There were a couple night. times where, yeah, we, we I remember we marked one where it's like, oh, nice job, Biotish. He kind of came around, yeah. sealed the edge, did a great job of, of, of seeking out a block and looking for work. And then the next play, Dexter Lawrence kind of put him put him on his back was so. that the one where he had uh he had just kind of thrown him to the right and then pushed him even yeah. a little bit more in his back yeah, yeah that was that was the one that was pretty bad but he'd had a couple of more but that was definitely the one that stuck out in my mind too yeah i liked what adoga did and, and the offensive line as a whole i thought did a nice job of of adjusting and remember we we talked about it when in the previews this is a front from the giants that had yeah. some size they had some yeah. speed and power the fact that you didn't hear those two guys name lawrence and williams much last night it's a huge testament to what this offensive line was able to put together. Yeah. And I was nervous like Purvis when Tyler Smith wasn't in there. Right. Yeah. I was, I mean, just call it how it is. Sure. I, I didn't, was too. I didn't believe that anybody was prepared or nor ready to step up and fill that void. And they did a, a good enough job to keep those two dogs silent. Those are two of the best in the league now. Yeah. 
So let's let's not shout out to the three one seven or whoever sent that message. Mm-hmm. That cannot go unacknowledged because those two dudes are dudes. I don't care what the Cowboys did to the whole team last night as, as an entirety. You got to put some respect on those names. So the fact that they kept them quiet, kudos. Yeah, it was it was big time for the offensive line to step up. What did you think about Tyler or Tyron Smith, who was questionable but still ended up playing? Shout out to him for for gritting it out. Yeah, I mean, an offensive lineman with a with a bad ankle, right, coming off of the week, and you know you're up in age. It doesn't help in those conditions. I'm sure that thing was 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 locked up. I'm yeah. sure that thing was taped down like a mug. But kudos to him because he knew. I think I don't I don't want I don't want to project on what he would have done, but. He knew how important it was for him to be on the field last night. Yeah. yeah. He, he's only played 17 games in the last three seasons. He, it sounded like he, he was going to be on the field. If he could, if he could physically go, he was going to go. Yeah, yeah it, it was a solid effort all around on the offensive line, I, I think, um, other than some, some lapses in the interior. But if I had to rank the guys from one to five, I'd go Zach Martin and then Tyron Smith at two, and then mm. Steele, Chuma, and um, Biotish. So. I think it was overall a good performance, but I, again, I, I would wouldn't rather have seen Dak not get hit as much as he did last night. Yeah. That, that that worried me a little bit at times. There are always things to work on. It's there, never there were a couple of hits that I looked. I was like, get up, get up. Yeah. <laughs> like they were rough. They were he like got one rough, where he he let it go, and and I, somebody fell at his knees, yeah. and it was kind of mm-hmm. an awkward fall. And we were talking about it as well. They wanted they never panned the camera back to him, but he was up and walking around. So I'm sure in the building you were probably seeing the same thing yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Going to the final segment, it's time for the first tradition renewed here this year. It's time for Smelly Stickers. It's a tradition. We'll tell you about it if you're new to the show. When we come back, we've got Smelly Stickers. We've got some players of the game to hand out here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment was brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. We'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Why are you clapping? Kyle, you just broke your record. Yeah? There are times, people, where Kyle has to run up to his desk and grab the helmet for smelly stickers. But I want you guys to see this time. His previous record was two minutes and, I think, 18 seconds. Look at this time right here. A minute 56.94. Put some respect on the .94. (laughs) Shout out to KY. You still got you still in shape from your wedding, huh? Got, got a little bit still left, not not nearly as in shape <laughs> as I was for the wedding. That uh, that has changed significantly, uh, but yeah, went up and got the helmet. The tradition of smelly stickers, the scratch and sniff, mm. began three years ago, and we got to give a shout out to our main man Heckma Harrison, who of course is on the players' lounge. Mm-hmm. He was the one that I believe first came up with the smelly stickers mantra, where. Well, players, as a uh, as they did something well, they earned a smelly sticker. So, I went out and I bought some physical scratch and sniff smelly stickers, and they're basically they smell scrumptious. Yeah, they definitely do. Actually, <laughs> these stickers are probably three years old. I need yep. to get some new ones. Fire, uh, aging like wine. Does it smell good? Smelly yeah, stickers smell bad. Right? I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if they have like an expiration date or what. What ends up happening? But I do have this full sized Cowboys helmet and. This is the the helmet that we use all season long to put basically helmet stickers. Mm-hmm. You get them in college and stuff, Ohio State and some of those other big programs do it. But you put a smelly sticker for each player of the game throughout the year, and we keep track of it, of course. And everybody will get one. Even tomorrow, whenever John Machota is in, he'll give us his smelly sticker uh, to tell us exactly who was the player of the game for the Cowboys. So since it's the first time for Mr. Nick Harris, fresh off his fresh road trip. Let's go. First yep. road trip. Yep. Uh, how much? How many hours of sleep did you get last night? Uh, I got three. It was good, though. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You've Super got solid. the first First one goes sticker. to me. No, I'm playing. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, um, so, yeah, you get it, and tell us exactly why they yeah. earned the smelly sticker. So, uh, the, the pass rush was obviously fantastic last night. Um, there were a lot of guys I think you could choose from uh, as to, you know, who set the tone, who helped establish it. But I, I, I want to give credit to Osa Digizua. Uh, two sacks on the night, had a, an extra tackle for loss. He was getting in, in there, and he was a big part of why that right side of the offensive line was going through a lot of troubles last night. You know, it wasn't just Evan Neal. It was also the right guard as well. So Osa Digizua, you get the first smelly sticker of 2023. How about that? The first yeah. one. All right. What was it? It's, uh, it was grape. it's grapes. You it say was grapes, grapes because, my man. 
Okay, <laughs> noted. Beamer noted. understands. Uh, by the way, if you want to give us your vote for Smelly Stickers, I think we're going to do a fan vote this year. I bet you. You can do it on the text line, 817-290-3298. All you got to do is send us the name of who your Smelly Sticker goes to yep. and uh, send us uh, send us say that it's a Smelly Sticker on there. So Osa Itagizua dash Smelly Sticker week one or whatever. 817-290-3298. I'll let you go next, Isaiah. Well, thank you, Kyle. Um, I am going to go ahead and hand out this right here. I don't know if you could. There it is. It's okay. a sprinkly donut. It is a donut with sprinkles on it, okay? <laughs> Nick, do you know why I'm picking a donut with sprinkles? Because it's a zero? You're doggone no, right, okay? <laughs> You're doggone right, okay? Doggone Micah Parsons was the main course here, okay? The main course is the donut, right? That's what you get into it for. But every now and then, you need a little sprinkles. You got to sprinkle him in with some of the defenders that were surrounded around him. So he has some guys that were sprinkled in there to make some plays. And because those guys came and they were nice and wholesome and they had some sprinkles on there, they ended up giving those guys a big old donut hole. Yeah, yeah gave them a big old donut yeah. hole. So shout out to Michael Parsons right there setting the edge, doing his thing, making things nasty so his boys could sprinkle in and make some plays, and they ended up giving these guys a big old donut hole. Mm. Let's go. Mm. Put it right, right in the front. Big old donut. Right oh, yeah, the right there. Yeah, right front. there in front. Yeah, we're going to remember that one. That's right. That one will be there for, for a little <laughs> while. All right. Mine is a. Uh, we've got a nice peach. Peach. Mm. I almost. I, I almost went like this to yeah, show the school. camera old right school. here. Yeah. Uh, this is a. We've new upgraded, studio. Kyle. So I've got a peach here. I'm going to give this to Dan Quinn hmm. as a coach because you know what Dan Quinn's unit did yesterday. What's that? They kicked some peach. Yeah. Oh, they kicked some ass. Is what yeah. they did. How about that, yeah. Dan Quinn? I'm going to put it right there. <laughs> Cowboys destroyed the Giants. Daniel Jones didn't know where he was on Sunday Night Football. He didn't know where he was, and that's a credit to a little bit of everybody on the defense. So the way that I'll kind of hit that is Dan Quinn. Does he have a bruised peach now? He does have a bruised peach. Uh, That and a lot more. That and a lot more. So my first smelly sticker of the year goes to Dan Quinn. DQ. I believe last year one of my first smelly stickers went to Dan Quinn as well. So we had Osadigizua, Dan Quinn. And then right here in the front. That's right. The donut for Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, baby. I fully expected one of you to go Trayvon. That's why I went Osa. So I hope John oh, goes Trayvon. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, hopefully he does. We'll have <laughs> but to tell no, him. I don't want to discredit Osa. Osa had a great night. By the way, the first three text messages I've seen have been Trayvon. Trayvon, well, there we go. Trayvon. There we go. Uh, Wanye Thomas, people. Marquise Bell, Smelly Sticker. Send us your, your, your Smelly Sticker votes. 817-290-3298. Doesn't cost anything. Just shoot us a text message. Uh, Beamer, who's your Smelly Sticker here? In 40 to nothing country. Dude, I, I was thinking about Diggs, honestly. Yeah? Give him an orange. You want to give him an orange? Do we even have yeah, an, an orange? orange? Probably on the second page. I think we do. We, we'll probably have something. Because orange, you're glad you have him on oh. the team. Oh! oh. Bars! There okay. Go. There you go. We got a mango. <laughs> yeah, that's an orange. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> close that's enough. It yeah, we got a mango. That doesn't work. Huh? Yeah, good try. <laughs> Mango's off. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty <laughs> that was actually so pretty well. good. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Uh, that's the play-by-play in him. I learned from ready. Isaiah. He's always ready. <laughs> About that, his, his punch out. Uh, the, the the late one in the game mm-hmm. is NBC was doing something with his son. His son mm-hmm. kind of walked down on the sidelines and and he was like you know cheering for NBC. And the next play, he does that and then brings his 
the ball over and gives it to his son in the stand. <laughs> when the guide reached his arms out, he was and like, I'm no, like, not for you. No, like, <laughs> get away. And, and, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, man, NBC, they're just loving – you can't write this, man. No. You can't write these stories. That was really cool. And you could see – uh, Aiden, who has been in the spotlight plenty here over the last three yeah, years, really I mean, aesthetic. he was he. That was a moment he'll never forget, and I love that man. Because sometimes, whenever your dad's a pro athlete and a superstar like Trayvon, and your uncle, and your uncle, yeah, that works too. <laughs> the uh, uncle was there too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he was. Sometimes <laughs> it's crazy. It's, <laughs> just crazy. That little kid's life is never going to be normal. No, yeah, that's yeah. but that's it. He doesn't have a chance to have a normal yep. childhood and build. He, he builds specific memories with his family and things like that, but. <laughs> Man, that, that was really cool to see to aid, see Aiden's excitement. And, and I have a really quick Aiden Diggs story. I it, yeah. it was on uh, when I was on the job at my last job. I was at this seven on seven tournament in Vegas. It was put on by overtime. It was a really huge deal, like a national championship type event. And um, on, on one of the practice fields, typically like kids would just show up and you know throw the ball around or whatever. And Aiden Diggs was there, and I there was no Trayvon. I, I don't honestly, I don't know how he got there honestly, yeah. but he was a menace that day. Like he was just going around talking all this mess and playing recess ball like in between games i found myself over there watching aiden diggs when i could have <laughs> when i should have been doing my job that's, <laughs> that's funny that, that's what i remember when i think of aiden diggs. I, wonder he learned, he, I wonder where he gets that from i was about to say exactly. he learned the talk hanging out with somebody. his uncle <laughs> a little bit too much it's not as much from trayvon, not, not Tra- not trayvon from his dad. will talk yeah no doubt trayvon will certainly talk but stefan's the guy Ooh, that matchup's gonna be nice yeah that'll it's be, gonna fun. be a lot of fun i can't wait so i was thinking about that last night i can't wait for that one there is some homework to do tonight there's homework because this this morning the New York Times I believe it's one of the New York papers their sports section had a picture of Daniel Jones being swallowed up by multiple Cowboys defenders and the the term was let's go Jets it was we're on to the Jets now because of what happened to the Giants last night well that's exactly what the Cowboys are looking at they're on to the Jets as well they're looking into week two Aaron Rodgers and company they host Stefan Diggs and the Bills tonight on Monday Night Football so Cowboys Nation, get you get you a nice Miller Lite. Go sit in front of the couch, get, get prop the feet up a little bit, and do That's some right. scouting because oh, we've got yeah. some time. Oh yeah, I got a little Miller hey, Lite. Hey, what you there? But <laughs> we got plug. Yeah, we've got. Uh, <laughs> how about that? We've got a, a short week for the Jets. Yep. Cowboys get to watch it themselves at home tonight. Get to do some scouting, and then we get to preview the Jets starting on Wednesday. That that's going to be a fun matchup too. If I was I really a betting so. man, which I'm not. Unless I'm racing somebody. Um, <laughs> Except for me. I just I, broke my record. So Yeah, you did. I almost, I would put a bowl of cereal. Okay. okay. How, about, how about I put a bowl of Quaker Oats? Huh? How okay. about that? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, on the fact that this team will probably have multiple watch parties tonight at their, mm. you know, somebody's house. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Why not just one? I don't know if anybody has one a theater that you is seen. That's I, I, a major I bet QB1 theater. That's an IMAX theater. I bet QB1's got a they crazy probably play it here. 50 people worth? 60 people? Here? That's going to be my question to him on Thursday. How big is your home theater? Yeah. <laughs> How many seats is there in there? Doing Can you please actually ask that, and then we'll clip it and put it on, say, with just Friday? That's I have a uh, question today. Hey, I, I can't do that in Who's year house? Maybe in year four <laughs> I can get away with that. That's pretty good. Who, whose house, who's hosting the party, the watch party tonight? That is a good question. I've heard D-Law likes to host the watch parties. Okay. I could see that. But that, that I mean, that was a couple years ago, though. So, who knows? D-Law Things easily had the best post-game drip last night, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. His post-game fit, well, he was ready to go. I'm going to start giving his smelly stickers from Nick Harris to the post-game drip Ooh. champ. We can do fashion smelly stickers 1,000%. I'll always be down. Okay. <laughs> do okay. I get one? Maybe. 
Do you get one? Do I get one? Yeah, you, you did you, look You look nice. good. Yeah, you I did. Like the yeah, blue you, suit yeah. was there. Was clean. Yeah. The sneakers, okay, I like I it. I used to look good, too, by the way. Mm, you look yeah, great, Beam. You always look great, though. The sideline vest, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of Beam getting laid out on the ground, though. I, was, uh, we got we to talk oh, about no. that one, Beam. I don't know what happened in that one. But that's going to do it for us today on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had as much fun as we did here on this Victory Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time from the Star in Frisco. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Cowboys win it 40 to nothing over the Giants in week one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?